You're listening to the Right Ordered Life podcast, episode number 13. Do you ever wonder if your day-to-day actions are producing good fruit? Do they have a significant impact? On today's episode, I'm sharing a clear measure you can use to evaluate what you're producing in your life so you can have more peace and a greater sense of significance. I'm Stacy Santiago, and I'm here because I see you. If you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you're disappointed, grumpy, and honestly sick and tired of not having the time and energy to do it all. Here's the deal. I know that most days it feels too hard to be a good mom who successfully keeps her family and job going. It's normal to feel this way. I've been exactly where you are. As a board certified coach and licensed professional counselor, I've helped hundreds of clients connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work without running out of time or energy. When you tune in each week, you're going to learn proven tools to live a right-ordered life of faith, family, and purpose that you want to wake up to each day. If you haven't realized it yet, there's not much I won't share with you in total honesty and personal truth. So to be very honest, I struggled for a long time and still do occasionally to feel like my life matters. Have you ever felt this driving force inside you to prove your worth, to be sure your life has meaning and positive impact? My inner force is particularly strong and it steals my joy if I'm not mindful. Part of this force is totally natural. Significance is one of the seven basic human needs. So while we're pre-programmed in a way to seek significance, we get into trouble when we seek it from the world and not from God's meaning and purpose of life. If our measure of significance and good fruit is defined by the world, that's money, success, beauty, power, we feel defeated, always falling short, never enough invisible. I know what that feels like, my friend, and I don't want you to get stuck there. So that's why we're diving into a right-ordered way to evaluate or check in on the good fruit your life is producing. Let's just take the pressure off and reflect on our lives using the criteria that really does matter. Just this week, a client was telling me that she feels like her life has little significance, that she's not doing anything special that someone else isn't doing just as well. Now, my client is very accomplished in so many areas. She's truly gifted. She's impressive. She's an absolute gem. So if she's accomplished and successful, where is her perceived deficit coming from? What's creating this sense that her life doesn't matter enough? The mistake she's making, and it's not her fault, as so much of this comes from beliefs during childhood that were downloaded in her mind before she had a choice. But the mistake she's making is letting other people dictate the standard of what a significant life is. External messages were sown into her garden and they grew like weeds that overshadowed the good fruit that was there all along. So for example, my client's mom says, That if you don't go out and do things all day long, busy, 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 you're lazy. And if you're not suffering, you're not challenging yourself to do something that actually matters. Whew, that's a subtle but wounding message 
If these beliefs are reverberating in your mind, then of course you're going to think your peaceful life that includes gardening, lots of personal reflection time, and home creative projects is not significant. Does that make sense? I give this example of my client to help you check in with yourself and really look at how you've been evaluating the fruit your life is producing. Now, if you've never defined the measure of what good fruit is, I want to offer you five criteria based on God, love, and the results that come from living a right-ordered life. When you focus on these five, I think you'll notice that your burden feels lighter. When you focus on God, love, and what creates true fulfillment, you can breathe easier in a simple life that is right-ordered and feels good. Side note, you can absolutely have other measures according to your values. Just be sure you choose your measure of good fruit based on your identity as a daughter of God and your eternal end goal, not what the world or anyone else says you should do to have significance. Does that make sense? Okay, so the first sign that your life is bearing good fruit is you're growing closer in your relationship with Jesus. Make no mistake, you are never stagnant in your relationship with the Lord. You're either slipping backward or growing closer. Let's look at scripture for a minute. Luke 10 tells the story of Mary and her sister Martha. Jesus was visiting them and Martha was running around doing the chores, preparing the food. And at one point she was frustrated and complained to Jesus that she was doing everything while Mary just sat listening to Jesus. Luke 10 verse 42 gives the Lord's reply. He says, but one thing is necessary and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. We know that faith is number one in the right order life framework for living a happy life. This doesn't mean that you spend most of your time in prayer and faith activities. I will love more time in prayer, reading, reflection, daily mass, adoration, but my state in life doesn't allow for that right now. I'm not a nun. I'm living out my roles as wife and mother, and that takes up a ton of my daily space. Going back to scripture, we know that the one thing necessary is Jesus. So if you believe that and look at how you're spending your time, I'm wondering, do you need to be less like Martha and more like Mary? Matthew 14, 23 gives us more insight. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Sometimes we just don't know how to become closer to Jesus. And that's okay. It can be hard for a lot of reasons. And thankfully, scripture points out the simple key. Being alone with God. My friend, how often do you spend time alone with God? You might be thinking, okay, well, what are the effects of growing closer to God? What, what is coming from this? How do I measure the growth of my relationship with him? Good questions. I want you to look for these three things. One, you talk to Jesus openly and consistently. 
This means speaking to him truly like he's your best friend, open and honest. And even if it's negative emotion, we get angry sometimes. You can speak all of that. He can handle it. It needs to be that friend dialogue every day. Yes, there's praise and there's petitions and there's praying for other people. But really, he loves just your friendship and he wants to hear you speak openly from your heart. The second thing, you can feel and see evidence that you're trusting God more and relying on yourself less. Ooh, that tricky self-reliance. You know, I had a, a little vision of this in my prayer time recently where I was out, it was kind of like a field, and I was hugging so tightly. They were almost like weeble dolls in a row. And I was hugging them so tightly and they were false securities of the world. The things that I would be scared to lose or the things that I think because I have them, they make me safe and stable. And I'm hugging these things like, oh, I missed you. Don't ever leave me. And yet there's Jesus 20 feet away. He's right there and I'm missing him. And he's just wishing, child, go past those weeble dolls. I'm right here. I have everything you need and I'm taking care of everything. So see if you can loosen the grip on your weeble a little bit more. That's your control, false stability, maybe money, your job. Let go of those a little bit more and see if you can trust God to provide because he'll provide more than you could ever accomplish anyway. And then the third piece to this, you're not the same person. You've changed in noticeable ways for the better. So for example, you might be less anxious, more patient, putting more time into what you value versus what distracts you. So look for those three things as evidence, effects of growing closer to God. The second sign your life is bearing good fruit is you speak more words of love and kindness than you do of anger, criticism, and judgment. This means that your words build up and knit together versus tear down. People who interact with you leave better off. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, For the rest, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever modest, whatsoever just, whatsoever holy, whatsoever lovely, whatsoever of good report, if there be any virtue, if any praise of discipline, think on these things. Words have power. They are verbal expressions of thoughts which create emotions, which produce actions and then results. Whether you've been on the receiving end of kind words or critical words, I'm certain you can understand how a word of kindness can change the direction of someone's life, as well as how criticism and judgment can steal joy, dissolve self-worth, and extinguish hope. How do we measure the words we're speaking? First, check your ratio of positive talk versus negative. Positive talk is praise, gratitude, compliments, friendly greetings, encouraging someone, taking an interest in someone's day or life. Negative talk would be complaining, judging, venting, criticizing, problem-focused. If you're not sure what your ratio is, ask your husband or a family member how they experience this part of you. 
Next, consider whether your kind words and positive talk amount is greater than last year. Is it greater than even six months ago? The third sign your life is bearing good fruit is the people in your care are growing. They are expanding, learning, and flourishing in observable ways. Matthew 25 verse 40 says, And the king answering shall say to them, Amen, I say to you, as long as you did it to one of these, my least brethren, you did it to me. When you think about your husband, your children, your family members, what do you see? Are they growing in confidence, courage, positivity, independence? Are they discovering and valuing their gifts? Are you helping them to deepen their faith? Are they growing in honesty and being able to forgive? Do you see evidence of gratitude and their kindness towards others? Are they healthier in some way? Now, don't freak out. You don't have to see evidence of all these positive qualities and actions. Even one way that someone is growing in a positive direction is great. The fourth sign your life is bearing good fruit is you are using your unique gifts. Romans 12 verses 5 through 6 says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, and having different gifts according to the grace that is given us. Okay, let's break this down. Do you know what you're good at? And there's a lot to consider here. There are knowledge-based skills, action or doing skills, and positive qualities that you possess. This is a big topic, but for now, I want to illustrate the difference between motivated and burnout skills. This is important. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should be doing it. So your motivated skills are skills that you are both good at and you enjoy doing. Burnout skills are skills that you're good at, but if you use them for more than 50% of your day or 50% of your week, it would drain you. That's a very important distinction. Another question for you. Do you know your passion? What lights you up? How are you using your gifts? Sometimes it's one clear thing like a defined career path. Doctor, author, attorney, therapist. But oftentimes you use your gifts in threads. You host a dinner for friends or church members. You craft and give them as gifts or sell them on eBay. You teach your kids how to play sports and become strong leaders. It's so important not to minimize the value and impact of threading, that's weaving one thread at a time, your skills into the fabric of your daily life. And if you don't have clear answers to these questions about your skills and gifts right now, don't worry. This happens to be one of my specialties. One of the gifts God has given me is the ability to uncover what I call your brilliance and to articulate it in a powerful way that instills confidence and clear purpose. I've literally 
had clients cry after hearing what we crafted as their brilliant statement. We can absolutely do this together and easily for you in my coaching program, The Right Ordered Life. You can find more info at stacysantiago.com and in the show notes. And number five, the fifth sign your life is bearing good fruit is you live in courage more than you do fear. This means you put yourself out there. You're vulnerable. You try new things. Discern what God's asking and then do it. You don't hide in your comfort zone. Matthew 14 verse 27 says, Jesus immediately spoke to them saying, Take courage. It is I. Be not afraid. And in the Bible, the phrase, do not be afraid, is written over 350 times. That's powerful. I think Jesus meant for us to get the point. To better understand this one, let's look at the contrast first. Let's flip it around. What does living in fear more than courage look like? Well, living more in fear is staying in constant anxiety, worrying about the material conditions of your life. Staying in a job you know is not right for you because you're afraid to lose stability. Fear is not working on yourself, not healing yourself, not working to improve your mental, emotional, and physical experience so you can be your best self. It's staying in terrible distress because the thought of the solution and the unknown scares you too much to change. I see this all the time and it breaks my heart when women choose to stay in pain when they don't have to. So how do you live in courage? What does this fruit look like? You take action from an energy of courage. Even in tough situations, painful emotions, uncertainty, you try to shine a light on the truth, beauty, and goodness. Courage is also asking God to use you and being willing to take the steps where he's leading you. Living in courage means seeing all you stand to gain in any situation, not what you stand to lose. And it means speaking up against what is not just. And this doesn't have to be on a massive scale. It can simply be not listening to gossip or judgment of others. Now, I want to share with you what to do if you're not bearing the amount of good fruit that you want to. And first... Know that you can only bear good fruit if you're being you, authentic and accepting of who God designed you to be. He didn't make you to be somebody else, and he doesn't make junk, and he didn't start with you. You don't necessarily have to understand how you are freaking amazing and enough just as you are, but work on accepting it. And this is something I've had to work on a lot. I finally got the point. I'm not going to understand how God could love me so much given all my failures, flaws, and sins. So I gave up on that understanding and I'm working on accepting it. It's a work in progress, my friend. More ways to increase the good fruit in your life. Ditch the self-judgment. If you haven't listened to it yet, check out episode 11 of the podcast, How to Fall Short Without Criticizing Yourself. Bottom line If you have a lot of self-judgment and criticism in your soil, how can fruits and vegetables grow in that? Forgive and let go. A lack of forgiveness only hurts you. It's not helping you. If you have people who you have not forgiven, 
You're carrying around heavy bricks in your backpack that drain your energy and block God's grace from flowing into your life. And it has negative physical effects as well. You won't be able to receive all the good he wants to give you if you withhold forgiveness from yourself and others. And then get help to feel and release hurt, resentment, and anger. This is not an easy task. I know some of you have been in therapy for years. We do a ton of healing work and achieve a total transformation in the Right Order Life Coaching Program. I'll never forget my client, Sarah, who said to me, Stacy, what you've helped me do in 12 weeks, my therapist couldn't do in six years. So for your next step, I want you to take inventory of these five signs that your life is bearing good fruit. Find examples of good fruit in your life and you'll need to write this down. Otherwise, your brain's negativity bias and search for the deficit is only going to outweigh the one or two things that you mentally come up with. So reflect on it and write it down. And then choose which area you want to work on improving first. Which which sign? Maybe it's using your gifts more or increasing your ratio of kind words. Make a specific action plan in this one area and schedule a time to follow up on how you're doing at the end of each week or at least each month. All right, my friend. I took the very slow, painful, hard way to the peace, joy, and freedom of the right-ordered life. But I'm glad that's the road God took me down because now I can help you get a right-ordered life in just weeks instead of years, if ever at all. So if you want to stop feeling tired, empty, and stuck, I walk with you every step of the way in my coaching program, The Right-Ordered Life. It's a proven roadmap to connect with God, ditch the guilt, be happy at home, and do meaningful work. And I would love to talk with you about it. I'll listen to understand and give you valuable insight. Go to stacysandiago.com and click the link at the top right or click the link in the show notes and grab a time that works for you. My friend, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me, I'm a real human. DM me on Facebook or email me directly at stacy at stacysandiago.com and I'll respond personally. I always look forward to hearing from listeners like you. So I look forward to seeing your name in my DMs or inbox. Coming up next week on the show, I'm revealing the top five mistakes that drain your energy. I'm tired is one of the most common struggles for working moms. Exhaustion can just suck the joy out of your life. But when you stop making these five mistakes, you'll quickly find that you have more consistent energy throughout the day. And don't worry, it's pretty simple. You don't have to take two naps, a bath, and eat salads to do it. So go share the show with your friends and let them know that's coming up next week and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work. I'll see you back here next week, my friend. Until then, celebrate that you are one step closer to living your right-ordered life.